I'd like to thank everyone for coming out tonight. This is not a party, it's a socially distanced gathering. Uh, that's right, I'm crystal clear here, and this year, like last year, I've got more Morgulons for you. Waiter, could I get the new variant with my next cocktail? I'll have a French 75, thank you so much. I'd like to make a toast. Here's to having a little more fun in 2021. Leave the cares of the past in the past at last. But how can we move on as fast as the last new variant? 23 mutations since Wuhan. The last 17 alarmingly rapid. There's no need to be alarmed. Uh, There's a global pandemic raging outside, but here in Atlanta, Georgia, we're pretending like there's not. No place is safe, and normalessness is the new normal. Uh, It's a good time to be weird, y'all. Oh, I've got more mogulons, I can't get them gone. I have to confess, I look like a mess, I'm having a shit day. But hey, it's a throwaway. And some days are just like that. Get into the minor key with me, so you can stay tuned. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Credibility, the quality of being trusted and believed in. When it comes to medicine, who gets credibility? Who gets the most, who gets the least, and who gets none at all? Well, let's talk about that. We know who's on the top of that tier. Doctors, ding, 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 scientists. Yes, ding, 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 also correct. Scientists, doctors, they probably share the top two spots because there's a lot of overlap there. I would say... Nurses have some credibility, more for our ethics than our medical knowledge, because obviously we're not medical practitioners, we're practitioners of nursing. We treat people, not diseases. Patients have credibility, right? Uh, As long as they're the right kind of patients that have the right kind of diseases, the exact same people that enjoy privileges that are undeserved on the outside of the hospital, enjoy those same exact privileges and higher levels of credibility on the inside of the hospital. Never forget that. Yes, I'm talking to my fellow white people. Minorities and women, just factually, objectively speaking, 
do not enjoy the same levels of credibility as white male counterparts. I can tell you as a mental health specialist, as I have been throughout my career in psychiatric nursing and administration, mental patients don't get much credibility. That's why they call it a stigma. And then there are patients who have no credibility. That would be us, guys, the Morgies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fun to be down here in the untouchable cast, isn't it? Uh, no. Um, but here's the thing. When you don't have a legitimate illness, how can you be a credible patient? Well, you know, there's been some work done, some work, a very limited amount of work, but some work that's been somewhat effective in legitimizing the uh, reality, the credibility, the validity of Morgulon's disease as a physical disease, not a mental illness. Um, and a lot of that work that has been done has been done uh, by the Charles E. Holman Foundation. And I give a lot of credit to uh, the people who participate in that foundation and work towards uh, getting the recognition of Morgulons as a real disease, not a delusional disorder. However, however, I have to say, the more and more I learn about the uh, leading figures and researchers uh, that are prominent in that organization and leading and directing that research, I am not, uh, I'm not entirely really fully comfortable endorsing, uh, otherwise <laughs> the Charles E. Holman foundation and its research and the way that it has carried out its mission because it's a little bit, um, self-congratulatory and self-referential meaning they cite their earlier research and their current research. I mean, reproducibility is a cornerstone of validity in science, guys. You know why I feel personally that trust for me starts at a 10. If I meet you, I will trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. And I have a pretty good bullshit detector. I mean, I would even venture to say that it's more finely tuned than a Stradivarius, but that does not apply when it comes to dating. <laughs> but even given that, I start out usually at a 10 with trust. Some people start out at zero and they don't trust anybody. And you have to slowly over time build your way to their trust. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Depending on the situation, we probably all at times switch in between those two perspectives, right? In one domain, you may be not trusting, let's say in romantic relationships or something. But then perhaps in the professional domain, with professional relationships, you're actually very trusting and, until you have a reason not to be. Because that's been, you know, that aligns with your previous experiences. Well, there are some times though, when all personal preferences and experiences aside, there is reason to question the credibility and the motives of certain people in certain contexts. Quite honestly, you have to consider what kind of conflicts of interest uh, might be in play and, uh, you know, what's at stake? What, well, what, are, what are they doing it for? What's their reputation? What do they stand to gain? Let's talk about some of the big names in Morgulon's research that's funded by the Charles E. Holman Foundation. Pretty much every paper 
at the top of that paper, you're probably going to see the names Raphael Schricker, Virginia Savely, Marianne Middleveen, Dr. Ramsey. Y'all know I'm a fan of Dr. Randy. Don't know that much about him. I just liked his personality on TV. I'll be honest. I got kind of curious because, you know, we reviewed in an earlier episode the book by Virginia Savely, the nurse practitioner who claims to be the world's leading expert in a disease that really nobody fucking knows about and she doesn't really offer any hard evidence to support the claims she makes. For one, I mean, she pretty much says, hey, no questions asked, this thing is Lyme. You can treat it the way you treat Lyme and end of story. And by the way, it's not communicable. Those are two <laughs> pretty big deals to say that, yeah, I know this, this is the way it is and you should trust me, I'm credible. I'm a family nurse practitioner, I got your back. I care about you, I've looked into this, my friends have looked into this. We know for sure we're scientists, we're legit. This is basically Lyme, take these antibiotics and by the way, that'll be 500 bucks and I don't accept insurance. Yeah, that's right, y'all. Miss Savely, remember we read her uh, like little bio at the beginning of her book and it was like, she lives in a palatial palace now in Mexico and she has five great looking man servants that carry her around. No, I'm kidding. It really wasn't like that bad, but yeah, it seems like she'd made a pretty penny. And how did she make that pretty penny? By charging patients 500 bucks a pop and telling them that she knew what they had and she knew how to cure it. And regardless of whether or not she's been effective, it really doesn't prove anything. Cause you see, um, not every morgy is also a Lyme. okay? I, I don't have Lyme disease. I, I can almost guarantee you that. Now I don't know, and I'll eat my words on this show publicly, if I'm wrong, if I ever have an opportunity to get a real uh, Lyme test, but Right now, I don't really have any impetus to do so because I have no symptoms of Lyme disease. <laughs> and I have no history of any exposure to Lyme disease. I only have the main symptoms of Morgulans, which are not in common with Lyme's disease. <laughs> That's just a fact. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I just, it's, it's, not, it's not a convincing or compelling case. And it's certainly not the closed case that she presents it to be and charges $500 a visit to treat you, supposedly. Who knows, okay? Go on health grades, if you don't believe me. There's one review from August 7th, 2020. I never saw Ginger Savely, but her office manager, Rob, is a nitwit. So no need to see Ginger Savely. She also has been in trouble with two different medical boards in two different states. Really glad I never went to her office. Finally, she's not a medical doctor, and the first time visit is $900, which is ridiculous for a nurse's visit. All right, everything in this paragraph up until the first time visit is $900. I cannot vouch for. What I can vouch for is the last sentence. $900 is fucking ridiculous for a nurse's visit. It's also ridiculous for a doctor's visit, y'all. If all you need is a prescription for antibiotics, just go to the cheap doctor that takes your insurance, pay your copay, tell them that you got acne and that doxycycline works really well for your sister, okay? It's that simple. It's that simple. If they're gonna call you a liar and you can't be believed anyway, you might as well just lie to them and get what you need from them if you think that's what you need. But do you really need it, y'all? Because 
what is the basis of this uh, Lyme disease theory? It's basically just research done by the same fucking three people. They're not exactly experts. And then there's this little thing about Miss Ginger. Uh, this is a, before the Medical Board of California, Department of Consumer Affairs, State of California, in the matter of the accusation against Raphael Beecher Stricker, MD. Accusation, case number 800-2016-026994, complainant alleges. And, um, the Attorney General of California, uh, Xavier Becerra, filed this in the state of California, January 31st, 2019. Kimberly uh, Kirchmeyer, complainant, brings this accusation solely in her official capacity as the executive director of the Medical Board of California Department of Consumer Affairs. On or about June 24th, 1981, the Medical Board issued Physicians and Surgeons Certificate Number G44866 to Raphael Beecher Stricker, MD, respondent. The Physicians and Surgeon General's certificate was in full force and effect at all times relevant to the charges brought herein and will expire on the 31st of January 2021 unless renewed. Uh, the accusation is brought before the board under the authority of the following laws. All sections references are to the business and professionals code unless otherwise indicated. Facts. Respondent practices hematology and immunotherapy. He owns his solo practice and employs a nurse practitioner whom he supervises pursuant to a standardization procedures and that he and the nurse practitioner review and sign annually. The standardization procedures authorize the scope of practice of the nurse practitioner under respondent supervision at his practice. The standardized procedures require respondent as the supervising physician to collaborate with the nurse practitioner to participate with her in making clinical decisions to be available for consultation at all times and to review patient charts. The standardization procedures further require the nurse practitioner to discuss the assessments, diagnosis, and management plan of new patients with respondent. Respondent has stated that he closely supervises his nurse practitioner. May 26, 2015, visit. Patient P1 is a 58-year-old woman initially presented to respondent's office on or about May 26, 2015. Respondent's nurse practitioner saw PI, patient 1, and recorded chief complaints uh, of Morgellons disease and Lyme disease. Morgellons disease, also known as Ekbon syndrome or delusional parasitosis, is a psychiatric disorder characterized by the patient's conviction that he or she is infested with parasites. There is no diagnostic test for this disease except for an absence of parasites. Lyme disease is an infectious disease cause. If there's an absence of parasites, that does not mean that Morgellons disease is a delusion. It only means that it is not a parasitic illness. Can we be clear about that? Okay, good. Um, uh, there is no diagnostic test. Uh, Lyme disease is an infectious disease caused by a number of different strains and species of Borrelia bacteria. It is spread by ticks and has both acute and chronic forms. The diagnosis can be made clinically in the acute form, but diagnosis of its chronic form usually requires a serologic evidence, i.e. testing for the presence of antibodies. During her appointment, P1 reported that in 2013, she noticed biting sensations on her legs and saw bugs and parasites. Patient 1 said that she had taken albendazole and permethrin and antiparasitic medications. On the day of her uh, visit, she reported skin parasites hatching from her body and parasites coming out of scalp, face, nose, eyes. The physical exam found a skin lesions on her scalp, hands, and knee, but no evidence of parasites. She also complained of joint and muscle aches, night sweats, and upset stomach, bloating, constipation, and brain fog, amongst other things. She had no recollection of a tick bite or an erythema migrans rash that's that bullseye rash uh which develops as an early symptom of lyme disease uh, sometimes they should say uh the nurse practitioner diagnosed her with chronic lyme disease and morgulon's disease she also diagnosed with gastro uh 
fagil, oh, GERD, yeah, and peptic ulcer. Under, with no lab test, a peptic ulcer is caused by a bacteria, and you can definitely get a lab test for that. Um, GERD, basically, I don't know what the problem is with diagnosing her with GERD, and uh, I assume you would need a serological test to confirm Lyme disease, and at this point, apparently there is no way to diagnose Morgulon's disorder. We're just going to leave these patients out in the cold and accuse them of all being liars, or idiots, or nuts. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. I'd like to bring a complaint against you. But complaining is not something I do. I bitch. And everyone knows that. Under the respondent's supervision, remember the respondent is the doctor. That would be Stricker, right? The co-author on like all these papers. Savely, the nurse practitioner in this complaint, she's treating this lady. Uh, she, the nurse practitioner, she prescribed patient 100 milligrams twice per day of doxycycline, an antibiotic medication, and 12 milligrams per day of ivermectin, an antiparasitic medication, among other medications. The prescriptions provide her with a 90-day supply of both medications, an initial 30-day supply, and two authorized refills. Okay, ivermectin is a dangerous drug. If she found no parasites, why the fuck would she prescribe her ivermectin? <laughs> Makes no sense, man. If you don't have par parasites, then you don't need an antiparasitic. The doxycycline, I mean, there's a lot of doxycycline, but guess what? They prescribe doxycycline for acne, for like... Months and months. That's pretty much normal practice. It may not be by the book, but it's nothing to complain to the medical board about. But the ivermectin, mm. The patient returned to respondent's office on or about July 6, 2015, when the nurse practitioner saw her for a follow-up appointment with, was still taking the antiparasitic ivermectin, but had stopped taking the antibiotic and doxycycline because she said it upset her stomach. Okay, fast forward a little bit in this complaint and in this story of patient one and uh, Virginia Savely under the direction of Dr. Uh, Ralph B. Stricker. So basically, Ginger is like, hey girl, I hear you got Morgulon's gastroesophageal reflux disease, uh, chronic Lyme disease, and uh, some kind of peptic ulcer. Um, so here are a bunch of... Uh, doxycycline pills um which i guess could possibly treat limes uh and also here's some ivermectin an antiparasitic even though i have not diagnosed you with anything having any disease that has parasites in it and this is a really dangerous drug that's really bad for your liver but here you go <laughs> so that already i'm like hmm, okay just bad medicine bad nursing um so the it says that patient one's lab results were normal apart from results indicating the current or past presence of a helicobacter pylori a type of bacteria that can cause inflammation of the lining of the stomach and peptic ulcers her lyme disease testing was negative the nurse practitioner documented that her impressions of respondent continued to include morgulon's disease and chronic lyme disease uh, presumably to treat the patient's suspected helicobacter pylori the treatment which requires multiple certain types of antibiotics and or to try to avoid an upset stomach that the patient reported with doxycycline the nurse practitioner prescribed the patient two new types of antibiotics amoxicillin and biaxin a brand name of the antibiotic clarithromycin which is usually again uh prescribed for acne um 
The nurse practitioner advised patient one to follow up with her primary care physician obtained repeated and to obtain repeated Lyme disease testing in two months and return to the respondent's office in three months. Keep in mind, every time this chick goes in to see good old Ginger, she's getting charged like 500 bucks, 450 bucks, 900 bucks. I don't know the exact price. I just know that it's too much and a little suspicious. Your credibility. I'm sorry, but it has been damaged because if all you're doing is prescribing random treatments that don't even work so far in this story, that's all that's happened. Uh, you have no right to be asking for that amount of money. Um, anyway, on August 20th, 2015, so this is like a month or so later, uh, patient one canceled her three month appointment saying she no longer wished to be a patient at respondent's practice because she had not seen any improvement after having been on antibiotics for several months. The patient indicated she was continuing to take her antibiotics, amoxicillin and biaxin, and the antiparasitic ivermectin. On August 24th, 2015, respondent renewed the patient's prescription for the antibiotic doxycycline, prescribing her another one month supply with two authorized refills. A year later, the patient obtained her blood work that had been ordered on July 6, 2015. On August 30th, 2016, returned to the respondent's office and the nurse practitioner reviewed the lab results with her. Testing for Lyme disease was again negative. The patient continued to complain of parasites, including bugs hatching out. The patient also reported stomach pain, especially from acidic food. P1 said, that's the patient, said she had recently restarted the antibiotic doxycycline and the antiparasitic albendazole. The nurse practitioner's diagnosis of Morgulon's chronic Lyme, peptic ulcer disease remained the same, despite the fact that there was actually no laboratory evidence to suggest that she had Lyme disease, even though they tested her over and over and over again. The patient herself said none of these treatments are working. That's also another indication you're not on the right path here, buddy. And that, by the way, even if she were, those are not the right treatments for Lyme disease. Uh, who, who the fuck knows what the right treatment for Morgulon's disease is, but I know that unless you find parasites, you don't give somebody an antiparasitic drug. And unless you prove that there is no physical cause, you don't give them an antipsychotic drug either. Um, because those are both dangerous classes of drugs that can do a hell of a lot more harm than good, uh, especially if they're not doing anything. And here's the thing. Uh, the patient complained and was like, hey, this is not working, and I don't think I have Lyme's disease. Uh, she got a letter from uh, Ginger and Ralph the next day canceling uh, their relationship, basically, termination of care. Um, so they were like, we got all the money we can from her. We're done moving on. Peace, bitch. Uh, you guys, I looked up Raphael, uh, Stricker, pardon me. I looked up his reviews as well. He sounds like a fucking dick. And he also, uh, charges astronomical fucking fees for his services, which yet again, are not supported or substantiated as being effective unless you count his own self-referencing research. You guys, it's a little shady, okay? It's a little shady. And you know, I think the most telling part of that complaint is the part about the patient saying it's not working. <laughs> months and months and months of doxycycline, clindamycin, uh, amoxicillin, azithromycin, all things that could potentially treat bacterial infection, perhaps Lyme included. I guess a peptic ulcer if she even needs a treatment for that, but Morgulon's is not Lyme, guys. 
I, I mean, I can't say for sure. I'm not going to claim to be a fucking clinical expert because how the fuck could I? I got no fucking facts. I have no quality research that is not potentially compromised, whether it be by the CDC or just wanting money for yourself. That's called exploitation, and that is unethical conduct. And quite honestly, I don't know if she should be practicing because uh, exploiting people is not the work that nurses do. And it's not the work that doctors do. But it sure as fuck sounds like it's the work that these two are doing. I don't know. But $500 office visit? <laughs> the district attorney where they practice thinks that they're not doing the right thing. A lot of patients leaving reviews think they're not doing the right thing. And uh, quite honestly, if the only science that supports what they're doing is the science that only they have done and only they have replicated, sorry, not a lot of credibility. So uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. Just another quick thing about uh, Stricker, very sketchy. Um, this guy, he was, um, he was found guilty of scientific misconduct by the NIH, the National Institute of Health, uh, and the University of uh, California, San Francisco, where he worked. He was also fired from the University of California. And I believe that the misconduct that he was reprimanded for was related to falsifying data, research data. Get this, go figure, it all goes back to the anti-gay shit. <laughs> Um, what do people's private sex lives have to do with science? But uh, basically, so yeah, he he was accused of falsifying data in 1993 by the NIH. His paper claimed to have identified an antibody to the HIV virus that had been found only in homosexual patients. He published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 85, and it was retracted. Homosexual how? <laughs> He ran a penis enlargement clinic before pursuing this Lyme specialization bullshit. Virginia Savely admitted to unprofessional conduct in the case that Texas brought before the Board of Nursing. Uh, there's really no scientific basis, y'all, for her practice. I'll tell y'all one thing. If I ever go back to grad school and decide to open my own Morgulons clinic, it will be a mental health clinic because I would never exploit anyone. So is the Charles E. Holman Research Foundation legit at all? Not that I can tell. They seem like a bunch of self-serving charlatans to me. Maybe they're not, but you guys, evidence doesn't look very good. And therefore that means that the evidence they present explaining Morgulons as this bacterial infection, to me, loses a lot of credibility. I mean, of course they're gonna present that research because, hello, like they stand to profit from it. Lime, chronic Lyme is already like a niche uh, cottage industry uh, that kind of like exploits on, you know, people's undefined generalized symptoms. And let's face it, this guy has already falsified his data. I'm once bitten, twice shy, y'all. That's what happens with these unexplained symptoms. You don't have an answer? Hey, could be Lyme. I mean, if you're not using serology, if you're not using the lab test, guys, it, then you're basically just practicing fucking psychiatry, right? You're just like looking the person up and down and being like, this is what you have, here's some powerful drugs, good luck with that. I mean, dude, that's not science. That's pseudoscience. That is not medicine. That is just fucking medical abuse. <laughs> like, I want more than that. I deserve more than that. You deserve more than that.
we all deserve better healthcare than that because it's really fucking expensive, especially from these yo-yos. Um, yeah, just wanting to put that out there. If somebody has information to the contrary that they can provide, I'm absolutely willing to hear it. Not trying to slander anybody. I don't fucking know, and I say that all day, every day. But uh, I do know what sounds legit and what sounds sketchy, and these people sound sketchy. Uh, so that's where I kind of stand right now, for, for now, on this. Until I get more information, I'm just saying, uh, I, I smell, I smell something rotten, y'all. And I hope it's not my face. I don't know. I don't know what any of it means. I mean, all I know is that I've lived my whole life, never, ever, ever had any delusional disorder, any psychotic disorder. I'm a very high-functioning, successful, rational, reasonable, healthy adult. I'm not making this up. I did not suddenly wake up this year and decide, you know, I'd like to scratch my face off. That, that's really, I've, I've reached these levels of my own achievements by my own definition success. I'm doing really well, but what I really need to throw into the mix here is scratching my own face off for no reason. I don't believe I have parasites, y'all. I don't believe that I have bugs. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I have. I just know that I have it. It's coming out of my skin and it's really weird. It's really weird. And I know it's hard to believe, but that doesn't make me a liar and it doesn't make Morgulon's uh, delusional disorder and um, quite honestly it really fucking pisses me off on a lot of different levels I'll tell you what it, it pisses me off that people are marginalizing me and if you have more lines you that pisses me off but what pisses me off even more because I can at least understand that those people are just ignorant and arrogant and they just don't know I used to be one of them you know they trusted the CDC I used to trust the CDC they just don't know it's not you know, unless they're a health provider who's charging you uh, because they're supposed to be helping you find out what it is. I, I don't really blame them for not knowing, okay? But the people who don't know, and instead of marginalizing you, they embrace you and tell you, I believe you, but they don't actually know either. And then they take your money, exorbitant amounts of money that are not industry standard for any fucking practitioner, for any fucking practice. 900 bucks, 500, that's not normal, guys. <sighs> that's called exploitation. And uh, exploiting vulnerable, desperate people and using your assumed credibility to aid and abet that crime. One of the ugliest crimes any human being can, can commit after uh, treason and murder and rape. So uh, I don't like that. And if that is in fact what those people are doing, fuck y'all. Uh, you ain't got my money, and uh, hopefully if any of my listeners are hearing what I'm saying and feeling what I'm saying, uh, you're not getting their money either. If these accusations are true, and if, and if the patients that are treated by them feel they have been harmed, all I can say is please do not waste your money. You could be spending that money on taking me to Fiji or taking yourself, but if you want to take me, I'll go. Don't, don't, don't waste your money on quacks and liars and scammers, okay? You deserve better. I'm sorry that there's nothing better right now, <sighs> but there will be, there will be. Hang in there, hang in there. We don't have anyone but each other. Um, we're all alone in this together. 
All right. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.